All right, welcome back, everybody. It's a new month. We're excited to be here. Um, where we are right now, it is wintry and cold and just a perfect day to sit around and have a conversation with a friend. So I'm excited about that. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Leslie Bolser. I am the creative director for Core Essential Values. We are a curriculum company that writes um, primarily school curriculum that talks about how we should treat each other and interact um, so that kids can make smart decisions and make the best of themselves, reach their fullest potential. And I'm here with my friend, Dr. Beth Trammell. Beth, can you introduce yourself to us? Yes. I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy to be inside where it's kind of warm and cozy because yeah, it's very snowy here. So um, I'm Dr. Beth Tramal. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I am also the director of the master's in mental health counseling program. And my approach, my philosophy, my you know, the way I try to help people grow is to make words matter for good. So I try to focus on behavioral and communication strategies. And so it's why I always love talking about these words each month, because I think some words, and especially this word can get kind of messy. And what we think as parents, we're trying to do a good job instilling all these values in our kids. I think sometimes this word in particular can get tricky. I agree. I think just to jump right in, the, the word we're talking about this month is respect. Um, and I think you're right. It's important to acknowledge that that word carries some, um, it carries, a let's say, a range of definitions, um, depending on your cultural background, depending on your age, depending on lots and lots of different things. What respect is could look a lot of different ways. Um, some ways I feel like almost contradictory to some people. Yeah. Um, the, the definition that people have can be so different that it's almost impossible to show someone respect when you just don't agree on what it is. <laughs> so for today, for this conversation, we're going to talk about it um, using what our curriculum, the Core Essential Values curriculum has as sort of our application or definition, and that is showing others they are important by what you say and do. So when we're talking about respect, what we're really talking about is the way we talk about, talk to, and interact with other people. So let's talk about that with our small children, with our pre-Ks and our early elementary students. What, what does that look like at that age? It's interesting because as we were kind of talking about this, it's like, yeah, respect is one of those things that um, I, I don't dissuade parents from ever using this word with their kids, but really the heart of, of what little kids, you know, our preschoolers, the heart of what we kind of want them to know about these interactions with other people are you know, kind of rooted in kindness. You know, we want them to show others they're important by, you know, showing kindness to their friends at school, showing kindness to their teacher by listening to what the teacher tells them to do. Like all of that kind of goes into what, you know, our definition of respect would look like. And so if you're a parent of uh, a little one and you're like, I don't know, I've never said the word respect <laughs> to my preschooler, that's okay. Maybe you're using words like kindness and listening and, you know, being a good friend, you know, all of those things are the precursor to what respect really is as we get older. Yeah, that's right. And I like, you know, the idea of being a good helper um, and yeah. when you're asked to do something by a parent that you contribute um, when, you know, little things like sharing or asking how someone is or just those little moments, the courtesy and the kindness, the little moments. I like that as building blocks, like you're saying. Um, for what respect really is later on in life. Because I, I do think telling a preschooler how to be respectful or that they should be respectful 
probably wouldn't get you very far. (laughs) No, especially because like you said at the very beginning, what we're talking about here is all of us have our own biases around what respect means. Yeah. Right. How I experience respect, how I give respect, how I was raised with respect. It's all, it's, it can be really messy. So let's continue then on the age spectrum. So let's talk about kids in like elementary, middle school. Um, what is respect? How do they hear that word? What does that mean for them? And, and what as parents can we do to start developing them and then the skills they need? Yeah. I mean, I think that this comes down to the real definition of what you said, right? Like how do we show people they're important and in, in, in what we say and do? And so I think it's thinking about ways that you can encourage and even prompt your child to show their friends or what words can they use around their friends or their teachers that sends the message that that other, that other person is important to your child. So Sometimes it may be an exploratory exercise where you sit down with your friend or with your your child and you say, okay, so who are your friends? Who are the people at school that are important to you? Who are the people at home that are important to you? And how do we show them? How do we tell them? What do we do that they know they're important to us? And so it may be an exercise in having kind of an explicit conversation around how do you think grandma knows how much she matters to us. Mm. Well, because I we tell her we love her, we love her chicken noodle soup, you know. Okay, so how do we show her that? Maybe we send her a birthday card or we, you know, go visit her on the weekend sometimes. Like so I think it's you're like almost planting these seeds and developing this understanding that we have power Mm. with the words we say and the things we do to show people that they're important to us. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think about when my kids were a little bit younger and how um, it was always important to me that we showed people that they weren't less important than us. I'll kind of say it that way. So yeah. when we were out eating or someplace else or at a friend's house or whatever, it, it always it kind of sits with me that what I leave behind or what I don't take care of myself shows other people the value I think of them compared to myself, right? So I always tried to, with my girls, really make sure that we were treating people in a way that showed them that they had value, whether mm. they inside of our house or outside of our house. Um, and some of that is words that we use uh, to and about other people. And sometimes it's just the action, the simple actions that we take. Um, I love your examples. That's, those are really, really helpful. So let's talk a little bit about older kids. Um, I think this is where you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is where in the in the adolescent and teenage years, this is where respect one really gets tricky, a word that's thrown around quite a lot to them, um, but also is where it can start to actually take some meaning in terms of developing what real, uh, you know, true respect between individuals looks like. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think what I've seen from parents I've worked with or teenagers that I have spent time with um, also working either individually or in groups that this word respect comes up a lot. And it's usually in relation to like a disciplinary issue, right? To where the parent feels like respect is something my child must give me by obeying everything I tell them they must do or think or feel. Yeah. And the unfortunate part of that kind of approach to respect is that 
our teenagers are going through a stage of development where they are trying to become more independent. And in fact, as parents, we need them to go through this stage so that they're not living in our basement forever. Mm -hmm. So we want them to learn how to be independent. And that means we have to kind of rethink the way respect is shown, Mm. keeping in mind that if we go back to our definition here, right, that showing others that they are important by what you say and do. So what we're saying is teenagers show respect by telling or doing things that make other people realize they're important to them. It's tricky because teens actually aren't great at that. No, they're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And and if you're listening and you're a parent of a teen, you know this because you've, you've said in your mind or you've said to your friends like, oh yeah, my kid's never going to let me know that. They're never going to let me know that I matter to them. But that doesn't have to be the only definition of respect that doesn't have to be the way they show respect to you. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So we have to, we have to rethink the way we think about it. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's really great because sh- the way we're talking about respect, letting other people know they're important requires some level of vulnerability mm. and it requires some sort of counterculturalism, right? Like, right. The cool thing to do right now is not to go up to someone and give them a compliment about something other than what they're wearing or what they look like to give them a really deep compliment and say, you know what I really appreciate about you is this thing. Imagine the last time you heard a 15 year old say a sentence like that, right? It's just, it's not a part of who they are. So um, I, again, you know, we usually sort of start at this place with preschoolers, like what are the building blocks? I almost feel like with respect, it's a different word when they're young. It's, it's a mix of kindness and you know, other things. And then by the time they're teenagers is when you really are building the blocks that talk about what does it mean to have someone who's important to you? What can you do to show that? And then how, as a person, do we start to recognize those things that are inside of other people that really brings out what we know as adults to be respect, right? That deep feeling that we get of admiration or that we get of acknowledgement of maybe years of work that they've put into something or something that we sort of have awe toward. You know, there are people that I respect very deeply, even though maybe I don't agree with them or they're unlike me, but I can see how much they've contributed to something. And I I know that it's not something I could have done, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, as you're talking and even the examples you're giving, the other part to remember is that respect is not a situational experience usually. Right. It's more like an underlying piece of my relationship with that person. My teenager and I have mutual respect. It doesn't mean that I let her do whatever she wants, but it does mean, right, exactly. She doesn't get whatever she wants. I, I still have boundaries and expectations. And, but even amidst when she's upset with me, because I told her she couldn't spend the night at her friend's house, or if she's you know, frustrated about something that happened at school and she takes it out on me. That's not uh, about respect in that moment because the underlying relationship carries the respect. Now, it doesn't mean that when your kids do things that are hurtful or, you know, it's misplaced anger that you can't have that conversation. What I'm saying is it's just not a conversation about respect. 
Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, that's fantastic. But let's, we're going a little long here, but I want to transition to one more question, because I think um, there are probably people who are listening and who are thinking in this conversation. Okay, this all sounds really great. And this is a wonderful theory. But my kid got in trouble because they didn't have their pencil in school. And the teacher believed that that was disrespectful or whatever the situation was. They talked back. They asked a question they weren't supposed to. They showed to another adult what that adult interpreted as disrespect. The relational platform that you're speaking about wasn't built and the adult felt disrespected. My kid's now in trouble. How do we have conversations with our kids about other adults' expectations around the word respect? Yeah. And this is really tricky because what it suggests is that, yeah, the teacher and your child just don't have that same underlying relationship. And sometimes that isn't your kid's fault. And look, I love all teachers. So I'm not saying this to, you know, drag on teachers in any way. I just think sometimes there are teachers and students who don't mesh well together. And so it just doesn't naturally happen that we develop a relationship that is built on respect. Absolutely. And I'll interject that I use the word teacher, but I could, you could exchange that with coach, with neighbor, with mentor, you know, boss, mentor, whatever word you want to put in there. An adult didn't feel the same level of respect from someone younger than them. Yep. It's great. So if it were my teenager or a teenager that I was working with, I would say, yeah, this is one of those instances where it seems like it's not fair, right? It seems like it's not fair that they don't understand that you weren't being disrespectful. You were just angry about what happened in gym class right before that. And, you know, looking back, you probably should have just done it, but you just weren't in the mood for the teacher at that point. So what I would suggest is having your child understand that the respect that your child has for you as the parent carries over into the classroom where your expectations are that they will follow the rules. Even if it's hard or it's frustrating, you'll follow the rules unless, you know, the adult is asking you to do something that is unsafe or uncomfortable, you know, if it's just these simple things that you just like don't really feel like doing because you're kind of in a snarky mood, it's disrespectful to me as your parent if you're not doing the things that you and I both know you have to do. That's amazing. We're going to end on that. That's great, great advice for parents. I feel like there's so much you could take from that. And I love extending the, the parental child relationship into other adult relationships to build that bridge before the respect is truly built between other adults and your, and your kid. Fantastic. And I'll say this one last thing. Yeah. If your if your child has a relationship with an adult that you know is like, oh, it's just rocky. It's not the responsibility of the child to build the relationship. However, our kids can take tiny steps in that direction by having a conversation with their coach or their teacher and say, Hey, you know, I think there was a miscommunication last week. Can you tell me what made you, um, you know, can you tell me what, what kind of happened? Did it feel like I was disrespectful? Can you help me understand what that means? Like if they can come from a place of curiosity and take a tiny step, again, I'm not saying it's their responsibility to, to build the relationship. I think it is the adult's job to do that. But I also think that our kids can take small steps to be proactive, to try to make the relationship better. And, and, you know, that one tiny step may be really helpful in building the relationship. We just don't know. Yeah, that's excellent, too. Excellent. All right. Well, if folks want to know more about what you do in your work, how can they find you? 
My website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And I have two podcasts, one called Things You Learn in Therapy, where I interview um, therapists and psychologists from all over the world, and they share their favorite tips that they tell people behind closed doors in the therapy room. And uh, my other podcast is called Kids These Days, Need Us to Make Words Matter for Good, where I talk all things uh, kid and adolescent mental health. That's great. And if you want to know more about Core Essential Values, you can find us um, at coreessentials.org, which is our website, or on our social media at um, CE Values. Well, this was an excellent conversation. I'm very glad we were able to dig so deep into this one. Uh, maybe next month uh, we can keep it a little lighter. I, I, we tend not to, though. That's <laughs> true. We don't. We don't. Even when given the opportunity, we do not. <laughs> I know. Even when we get a softball, we're like, let's turn this into... <laughs> let's go deep. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Beth, for being with us. And we'll, we'll talk to everybody again next month. All right. See y'all.